0: Welcome to the Antioch Sheffield Podcast. We are so glad that you can join us for today's message, which is brought to you by Pastor Todd Roberts. For more information about Antioch Sheffield, head to our website at antiochsheffield.org.uk. Isn't it good to hear some of those stories? So great to hear what God some of the things that God did in our church over the course of the pandemic. And uh, I know there's so many more stories out there. Those are just a few that we got to capture. And, and we'd love to continue to hear your testimony. So, um, we, you know, we've got a lot more Sundays to come. So if you have stories you want to share, let us know. And we'd love to, to give you an opportunity to share them when we gather together. But this morning, I just want to take a few minutes just to share not only uh, the stories of you know, what happened there, but, but what happened with us, just to, just to kind of recap the last 16 months for Antioch Community Church Sheffield, because it's been an amazing journey of seeing God's faithfulness in our midst. You know, when the scale of COVID became clear and the whole world kind of hit the panic button and everything started shutting down. I was actually in Israel at the time doing a tour of the Holy Land. And I remember the the, the sense of fear and uncertainty that that hit me at that moment in, in March of 2020. I, you know, I thought, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for my family? What does this mean for the church? And, and my question really was, As a church, you know, how are we going to survive not being able to gather together on Sundays, not being able to meet together in homes, not being able to to lead the way we normally do, not being able to disciple the way we normally do, not being able to uh, reach out to people the way we normally do? It it was an unprecedented challenge for not just our church, but every church uh, around the world to figure out how to navigate the COVID dynamic. And I remember, you know, that, that, that as the weight of that began to settle in on me, we just happened to be uh, uh, staying at a hotel on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. And we got word from the Israel Ministry of Tourism that uh, all tours are shut down and all tourists must leave the country immediately. But we were kind of stuck for a few days there at the Sea of Galilee, and it was such a great place to be stuck because, in case you don't know, the Sea of Galilee is a place is where Jesus did 95% of his recorded miracles. One of which was calming the storm on the Sea of Galilee. Now, the Sea of Galilee is this enormous lake, uh, several miles long, about a mile wide. And uh, it's where, you know, a lot of the fishermen, would, you, know, the, the whole, you know, Peter was a fisherman, that's where he fished. And so what happened was, during that story, during the, during, you know the story that's told a couple of times in the Gospels, Jesus is crossing, the, the, he, he has a long day of ministry, and then He gathers with His disciples. And together they decide, hey, we're going to cross the Sea of Galilee together. And and he gets in the back of the boat, and he's so exhausted, he decides, "Uh, I'm going to take a nap. And he falls asleep. And then this sudden storm, as he's sleeping, rises up out of the east. And this is a regular thing that happens there, that you get these sudden storms that come without warning. And it was so severe that the waves were crashing over the boat, and these disciples, some of whom were experienced fishermen, were like... They were freaking out. This was a serious situation. They're thinking, we're going to drown. And they go back to Jesus, and they wake him up, and they say, Lord, do you not care that we're about to to capsize and sink and drown? And Jesus looks at them, and he says, where is your faith? And he stands up in the boat, and he looks out to the winds and the waves, and he says, peace, be still. And it says that the winds and the waves obeyed him. And the disciples were astonished, and they said, what kind of man is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? And I, as I was there on the shores of the Sea of Galilee thinking about what transpired on that lake, I was thinking, wow, that this is something I've got to remember as this worldwide storm engulfs the, you know, the, the nations of the earth, that I felt like Jesus was just reminding me of that story saying, hey, I am still on the throne. Where is your faith? You can trust in me. I'm the prince of peace. And even though there might be chaos in your circumstances, even though there might be be all kinds of confusion and all kinds of questions and all kinds of uncertainty, you can have peace in me. And that was the word that I began to, to hold on to, which was I needed, especially in those early days, because, you know, no sooner had I arrived back here, we got news that that Terry was severe was seriously ill with COVID. And, and you know, it didn't look good. I mean, Terry had lots of pre... He had all the, the earmarks of things that, that mean you're not going to survive COVID. You know, he had all the pre-existing conditions, as he mentioned. and and But you guys rallied. You rallied around him in prayer, and he recovered. I believe that's a miracle that he recovered recovered, and we're so glad you're here with us this morning, Terry. And there's so many other ways that you guys rallied. We had to figure out how to do church. How do you do church in the midst of a pandemic? Well, we took our church services online, and we tried all kinds of things. We pre-recorded services. We did live streaming. We did services on Zoom. We did all kinds of things. And I know, let's be honest, it wasn't the most enthralling viewing that you can watch online, right? You know, I, I know, I know. But you guys stuck with it. You guys rallied around the church. You kept, you stayed engaged even though it was challenging. You know, we, we rallied and we joined together. We got our life groups to meet online thanks to Zoom. Now, I know we all probably have a bit of a love-hate, mostly hate relationship with Zoom by now, but one of the surprising outcomes of the pandemic is that our life groups are healthier and stronger than they've ever been. You know, one of the things we didn't expect is that a lot of people who normally can't come to Life Group because of work commitments or family commitments or because of uh, health issues, were suddenly able to come. And so our small group communities really flourished over the last 16 months. And I'm so thankful for that and so thankful for the Life Group leaders who who worked so hard to help make that happen. You guys gave as well. You know, I, that was one of the questions I have is like, financially, how does this all work? But you guys continue to give in your tithes and your offerings, and, which allowed us to just keep the lights on and continue to function as a church? you guys gave to the social uh, to uh, the s6 food bank which is a food bank that we partnered with here in town when there was early on in the pandemic when there were real food shortages and remember there was uh, panic buying and grocery stores were being emptied out a lot of you gave to the s6 food bank to provide for those who are in need uh, a few of you gave extraordinarily uh, generously so that we could buy the equipment we needed to live stream our services and as a church we all pitched in and we gave to the social supermarket food bank at Christmas, we gave almost 2,500 pounds to them, and they were so blessed by your generosity. So you guys rose to the challenge. And I'm so proud of you, so thankful for all the ways that you guys, rather than just checking out and saying, I'm just going to do my own thing during COVID, you continue to pour into community, to gather into community, to, to follow Jesus together. And I'm just so thankful and so proud of all of you for the ways that you chose to engage when it would have been easier to just check out. And one of the things that I'm really proud of, of, of as well is the ways that, you know, uh, uh, necessity is the mother of invention, right? And we were forced to innovate like we've never innovated before over the course of COVID. You know, the, the, uh, the Lord spoke to me at the beginning of 2020, and he said, hey, you need to uh, start putting together, start taking your services online. And I said, okay, yeah, great, I'll, I'll do that. I just didn't realize we were on a March 2020 time, March March 20th timeline was the was the uh, time frame for that. I failed to ask the Lord the next question, but He was already speaking to me about that. But then all of a sudden we were forced to figure out how to do online church, and so you know we put the we we, we tried all kinds of things. Like I said, we pre-recorded things. We uh, we did live streaming. We did things on Zoom, all kinds of that. But what I'm so encouraged by when I look back over the last 16 months, is the reach that our church suddenly had. I mean, we found, about, we found out about people watching our services in the United States and in Central America and in Europe and Australia. All around the world, people were tuning in. But maybe one of my favorite stories happened the very first Sunday we did an online service. One of our church members knows somebody here in Sheffield who is a practicing Satanist not kidding like has a satanic bible and everything and and this church member boldly said hey our church is happening online it was easter sunday they said why don't you watch the service and so this girl did and she liked it i'm not sure how that happens i mean you would think that's pretty much the opposite of what she would be interested in but she was surprised she was like i actually really enjoyed that now i don't know if she stuck around i don't know if she kept walking, watching but it's amazing the kind of reach that we weren't even aware of that we were, we were having. We, we took all the stuff that we did online. You know, we took our training school online. We took our, we did a, a alpha online. We did a prayer course online. We did a parenting course online. Probably the most successful thing we did was a marriage course that a number of you participated in, as well as we had a whole group of couples down in Birmingham who jumped in online and participated in a course that we were doing. We did online prayer meetings. We did online um, worship times that Katrina was leading every week. It's, it's amazing the kinds of things that we, we, we innovated and shifted, and you guys rallied around it. And I'm so thankful for that, and so thankful for so many of you who worked so hard to make it happen. There's a few people that I want to highlight here this morning, like our worship team. You know, it is no simple thing to, to come in here and record a worship set. It's so much more complicated than just leading it live, but to actually record it and get the sound right and the video right and get the lyrics on there, all that kind of stuff takes a lot of time and a lot of work. So I want to honor our worship pastor Katrina Merton and John and Laura Sawyer and Greg Kakeshi, who worked, who led the team as well as the rest of the worship team and, and that, that gave up hours and hours every week to help lead us in worship. And I also want to honor our production team, because uh, and uh, our the, the lead of our production team, Sam Vardy, who's here with us this morning, he has served for years in production. And you know, honestly, you don't notice production unless something goes wrong. Good production means that you don't even notice it most of the time. But Sam worked so hard to help us figure out how to get our church online, to, to live stream our services. And there's an unbelievable amount of technical stuff that, you, that, that Sam figured out just to make it happen. And honestly, you have no idea how many Sundays Sam has single-handedly rescued us from disaster. <laughs> when things were just about to just go all wrong five minutes before, and Sam, with his technical gifting and skill, came along and rescued us. I so, so thankful for you, Sam, and all the ways that you have served in the church, uh, especially with uh, all the production side of things. And then, you know, we had a whole group of students who are from Singapore and Malaysia. And when the pandemic hit, they flew back home to spend the to spend lockdown with their families, naturally. But they still wanted to be involved here. And they were asking, how can we be involved? And in the early days, we were pre-recording our services and then airing them on Sundays. But but in case you don't know, video editing takes hours and hours, and it's exhausting. And so they, they said, hey, we'll do that. And Noelle Chung, I don't think she's here with us this morning, but she led a team that every week spent several hours, probably seven, eight, ten hours a week, putting together our services, uploading them online so we could watch them on Sundays. I'm just astonished at that level of sacrifice serving us from halfway around the world. And then our social media just went to a whole new level during the pandemic, and Lena Boothby was leading out with that, and she did an amazing job, not just getting the church out there with Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and all that stuff, but she got the gospel out there. Her heart is that that the whole world will be able to hear the gospel and saw social media as a way to do it. So she facilitated people doing testimonies and all kinds of creative ideas and just did a fabulous job. Those are just a few examples of people that have, that have really gone above and beyond for the church. I also want to honor our team that's been involved with CV Outreach. You know, that's one of the main ways we've done evangelism throughout the course of the pandemic. People are watching videos on YouTube, sending in responses. Responses from this region come to our church. And I distribute them to different members of our team, so like Carol and Jack and Bryony, different people who have, who have written countless emails, responding to people who are, are asking questions, who are hurting, who are needing prayer in some way. And that's one of the main ways that we got to do evangelism in the midst of this season. And and probably most important of all, we saw three people make decisions to follow Jesus over the last 16 months, which is kind of amazing when you think about it. I'm so encouraged by by people choosing to follow Jesus. A couple of them are going to be baptized here with us this morning. But there's one thing I want to say before we transition to our baptisms. And, and, and basically, I, I, as i thought about, as we come out of this, as we begin to gather together again, more like, you know, how we gathered before, I, I just want to th- encourage you to have grace for one another. You know, we all have strong opinions about everything that's happened over the last 16 months. We've all been through the ringer globally. We have been through so much, and I want to encourage you to extend grace to one another. Because we have strong opinions. You know, strong opinions about the decisions the government has made and how they've handled it. We have strong decisions about uh, where we should, whether, whether or not we should wear face masks. We have strong decisions, uh, uh, opinions about the vaccines. And this morning, what I wanted to do, actually, was to uh, set the record straight and, and let you know what is right and what is wrong and to affirm those who are right and correct those who are wrong. No, I'm kidding. I, not, I actually think that, that these things... That there are bible believing jesus loving Christians on both sides of all of these divides, and i wouldn 't dare wade into all that and try to uh, uh, figure out the answer because you know what these things aren 't biblical imperatives in other words, I think you could you could be faithful to Jesus and land on all co- different sides of some of these arguments and so what I want to encourage you to do is Let's extend one another grace as we come out of this. Let's love one another even if you don't necessarily agree with them. Let's focus on what unites us rather than what divides us because what unites us is far stronger than what divides us. <laughs> and the world, you know, the world isn't looking for a church that is that is going to just mirror what the rest of the world is doing, which is dividing into different camps and rising up in outrage and offense at one another, the world wants to see something different in the church. It wants to see a church that knows how to love one another even when we have different opinions, even when we, have, even when we disagree on things. They want to see a church that knows how to rise up above what is happening in the rest of the world with all the outrage and actually love one another. So that means that sometimes you may need to just bite your tongue. Sometimes it may mean that you need to to not respond to somebody who says something that you disagree with. Sometimes it might mean that you need to just simply choose to love someone even though you know you, you don't see eye to eye on how everything is gone. That's one way we can be the church. And we are far stronger together than we are separate. So let's show one another grace Let's stay united. Let's not let the opinions of everything that's gone on over the last 16 months divide us, and let's move forward because God has something extraordinary for us. I mean, the fact that we're still here as a church, that we've survived the pandemic, means that God still has things for us to do as a church. He has ways for us, you know, the pandemic isn't really over. I think we're all aware of that. There's still so much that's gonna happen in the in the, the, the uh the ramifications of what's happened are going to be felt for years to come. So we have an opportunity as a church to be the hands and feet of Jesus in our communities, in our relationships, at work, with our work colleagues, at school, with our course mates, in our neighborhoods, in our families. We have the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus in our city, in this nation, in the nations of the earth. God has great things in store for us as we move forward together. Amen. Thank you for listening today. To listen to more messages like this one, head to our website at antiochsheffield.org.uk forward slash podcast. We are looking forward to seeing you soon.